Hello and welcome to Inner Soul Guidance, where we discuss dysfunctional, abusive, narcissistic relationships and mostly how to heal from them. Today I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk to you, I want to be authentic and I've been shying away from speaking about anything to do with with God and I use air quotes here, um, religion of any kind. However, I'm a very spiritual person and my spirituality has been a huge part of my growth over, over my lifetime and I've had a lot of things that have happened that some would say would be, you know, a religious type belief, but for me, everything is spiritual. Everything is connected. Everything is divine, even when we can't see that. Um, but I do believe there's a reason for everything we go through. And I do believe there's an answer to the things we need. So I wanted to share this one story with you. When I was at my wit's end and done with my marriage and I finally, finally, finally decided it was time that I get out. I had to get out from my own sanity. The explosions had become very um, debilitating for me. They were, you never knew when they were going to come. The silent treatment that followed was just it ripped me apart inside, you know, so, and it just wasn't a healthy place to be. And I no longer wanted to be there. I had said those words many times. I had threatened many times. This time I meant it. The only problem was I really didn't have a way to follow through with that. Um, financially, I didn't have a lot. I didn't have any savings. Um, I, my husband and I split the rent and I bought groceries and I had other bills that I was paying on and if there was ever anything left over he made sure to know and spend it at his will so I really had no savings however um, I did have my own thoughts on how I was going to get out of there and I started looking into people who were advertising for roommates I thought you know, it's not as expensive as my own place and it's, it's a way that I can get away from him and move on. And the problem with that was this, <laughs> every place I went to look at, I did not get a good feeling for it, or it was a complete mess or the person who was renting it was, um, you could tell they were either using drugs or alcohol or both. Um, I just didn't get a good vibe from any of the locations I went to check out and I was getting feeling very defeated. So my husband's explosion was at the very beginning of the month and we had just paid the rent and that's when I told him I was finished. I was moving out the beginning of the next month and the marriage was over and I Again, I had threatened that before, but never had a way to get out. Never really. I was always hoping that he would have a change of heart, do the right thing. You know, you understand the list goes on and on. Um, But I was at, I finally was at the point where I realized that was never going to happen. You know, I had to save myself. I couldn't save him. And so anyhow, I was on, I, I had gone out and looked at like my fourth or fifth place and became very discouraged 
the, the man who was wanting to run out one of his rooms was just gave me very bad feeling and I was like no thank you <laughs> um, so I was feeling a little discouraged not a little a lot and not only that I needed my own car because my husband had convinced me early in our relationship to give up my car because he worked for a company where he had the company vehicle 24 hours a day so he said that would save a, save me money on car insurance and everything else and little did I know that when the company car was no longer in the picture that gave him pretty much complete control over his car because it's even though I used it and I was his wife it was still his car so I needed my own car I needed money for a deposit, for first month's rent, for utilities to be turned on, to help hire people to move out the little bit of furniture I did have into my new place. You know, I, I, I needed help, I didn't, and I didn't know how to get there. I saw no way to, to accomplish this. So I was on my way to work and feeling really defeated, and... I said a prayer to the universe. I had a conversation with the universe. And I basically said, listen, you know my heart. You know where I'm at. If it is time for me to move on and get away from this abuse, I need you to help me. I don't know what to do from here. I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to go. But I need for my peace of mind and my sanity I need to get out. If this is what I need to do, I need you to show me how. Just show me how, because I don't know how. And I mean, and I, I said to the universe, I give up. I give it to you because I don't know what to do. And that was my prayer on the way to work. And I really did because for the days prior to that, my brain was constantly thinking on, how I was going to accomplish this, how, what I could sell to make enough money to get myself a car, to have a deposit, you know, that kind of thing. I, we had a boat um, that my husband was the one who wanted the boat. Of course, somehow I ended up paying for the boat. And so when we were splitting up and I needed a car, I thought that was the first line of defense is getting myself a car. So I informed him I was going to sell the boat. He tried to talk me out of selling that boat and letting him have it. And I was like, no, you want to buy it from me? I'll sell it to you. Um, but no, I am not giving you the boat. I paid for it. It's my boat. So I put an ad in the paper and I sold the boat. It gave me enough money to get my own car. And I just got ahead of myself. So on my way to work, let me back up here. On my way to work. I had my conversation with the universe, with God, with source, whatever you call it, whatever feels comfortable to you. And I got to work. I was with my client and my phone rang and it was a local number, but not in my contacts. So I learned not to answer those because typically it was one of those calls where they were trying to get you to extend your car warranty and I didn't have a car. So I didn't answer those calls. Um, I was with my client and my phone rang. I didn't answer it. And a minute later, I got a notification that I had a voicemail. And typically when a call came in from a, 
uh, non-contact, I didn't even bother listening to the voicemail until I had to go in and listen to a contact's message and then delete all the ones I had to go through to get to it. I did not take the time to even listen to them. And I had a few minutes. One of the nurses came in to do the vitals on my client. So I picked up my phone and I called my voicemail and listened to the message that was left. It was a woman saying that she was um, the secretary of an attorney that was my mother's attorney and she needed me to call her back. Now my mom had passed away four years before and after her death, my brothers and I, I have five brothers, we all got together at her place. We went through her things, packed things up, took what things were sentimental to us that we wanted to keep of hers. And I had a brother who lived very close by to her who was going to just rent the house out. And that was that. So I just, you know, as far as I knew, everything was, was done with my mom's estate. And so I called the secretary back and she informed me that my mom's house had been sold and that after all the bills had been finished being paid off, there was a remainder that was to be split between my brothers and I. And I was like, wow, okay, you know, good timing. And I said, how, how much are we getting? And she said, I can't tell you that over the phone, but it will be in the paperwork, which if you give me your current address, I will overnight it to you. You will have it tomorrow. I said, sure. So I gave her my address. I received the package the next day. I opened it up and I read through the paperwork. And in the paperwork, it stated it was um, $10,500 that I would be getting. And my brother's the same. So to say I had to pick my jaw up off the floor would be an understatement. I, I just, you can say it was a coincidence if you want to. For me, it was divine timing. It was an answer to my prayer. It was an answer to me giving it over to the universe, to source, to the creator, to God. I gave up trying to figure things out on my own because I didn't have the answers and I was running out of time. So for this to have happened when it happened, again, could be coincidence. I call it divine timing. And considering it happened within 30 minutes of my literally giving up control and trying to figure it out on my own, this call came in. So call it what you will. To me, it will always be a miracle. It will always be my answer to prayer. And so with that, I sent off the paperwork. I got it notarized. I sent it back overnight. And I waited about a week and a half, two weeks, and I didn't hear anything back from the attorney. So I called the office and spoke to the secretary again and asked her the status of where things were. And she told me that she had all the paperwork back except for one of my brothers. They were waiting on his to be returned. I asked her which brother, and she told me, and I was like, oh boy. Let's just say this particular brother doesn't move quickly on things. And for him, $10,500 would be a drop in the bucket and nothing for him to rush out to take care of, okay? I, for a second, thought, okay, I'll call him and and ask him if he could please do this because I really need the check. But then I was like, 
no, I, I don't feel right doing that. And I gave up control. I have to have faith that this will work out. I cannot take the control back. So I just let it go. And I was thanking the universe for, for the answers that were coming. And three days before the end of the month, I got a phone call saying that my check was was printed and it would be overnighted and I would have it the next day. And sure enough, I got my package the next day. I took it right to my bank, put it in my account. And I was lucky enough that I had some money from working that month that I had I hadn't spent any of it. So I had some of that available and they were able to release enough of the check that I was able to write a check for my new to be landlord for the two month security deposit in the first month's rent. I was also able to um, have the utilities all turned on with the deposits. I was able to get a car because I had sold the boat. I had enough money to hire a couple guys to help me move out the little bit of furniture I did have. Um, we lived on a second story apartment and I had bureaus and bed frames and mattresses that there was no way I could do on my own. So I was able to hire a couple guys with a truck to come and do my furniture for me. I Once the whole check cleared, I was able to um, off of Craigslist and Marketplace and things like that, I was able to go get furniture and furnish my house. And I could have never, ever orchestrated this on my own. There is no way, no way I could have done this on my own. And I truly believe that sometimes when we're in that dark place, and I know it's a dark place, when you're feeling like you're drowning and you can't get out, and you can't find the way and you feel like the way the the water is so far over your head that you can't even put your hand up to ask for help anymore when you're feeling like that ask the universe ask god ask jesus ask buddha ask krishna whoever you relate to ask nature look up at the stars at night and just have a conversation with the universe and release the control and ask the doors be opened and they will open the doors for you. I truly believe this. When we try to think, figure things out in our own carnal minds, we can, you know, maybe things will work out because I know in the past I've figured and I'm using air quotes, I've figured things out on my own before and things have worked out okay. But when you're in that place and you don't see the way and you can't figure it out in your own mind, give it up, let it go have a heartfelt prayer with the universe and just say, look, I need my sanity. I want to work on myself. I need you to show me how to get out of here. I need the way. Open the door. Show me how. And I'm telling you, the doors will open because the universe, God, source, Buddha, Krishna, Jesus does not want you in an abusive relationship. They do not want you there. They want you to be healed and whole. And you need to be on your own and out of that, or at least with somebody who's not going to take away your, your inner strength and they're going to uplift you and not rip you down. So I just wanted to share that story. I hope I gave somebody a little bit of hope and something to try. If you're in that deep, dark place and you need to get out, say a little prayer. 
And to me, prayer, let me interject this. Prayer is not just closing your eyes and saying something to God in that moment. Prayer is every thought, every word holds a vibration. It holds a prayer. Everything you think, everything you say, you're putting out there to the universe. And if you're asking for help and asking for a way out, don't turn around and talk to your sister or your neighbor or your friend or your coworker and say, I just can't see how this, how I'm going to do this. I can't see it. I, there's no way I can do this. Don't do that because now you've just taken back control. And now you're saying to the universe is a prayer. I can't do this. There's no way for me to do this. You just put that out there. I, I I can't stress this enough. Learning how to control your thoughts and think positive and put positive positivity positivity I don't know if I'm saying that right out there is so important. So when you ask for something, believe you receive it and it will be yours. But you in order to believe it, you have to not talk against it. And I hope this made sense to somebody say a little prayer and I am agreeing with you that the universe God source will open the doors for you and that you will find freedom from dysfunction. You will find inner healing, inner peace, inner love until next time. Thank you for joining me today. You are worthy of love and you are worthy of respect. Bye-bye for now.